Welcome to Media Plus, a podcast from the Mac Observer looking at Apple's place in the world of digital media. I'm very excited to have back Brian Chaffin. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Hey, Charlotte. Good to be here. I'm good. I am good. 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 Uh, this side of the pond is still here. Good. I'm pleased. Not least because all my colleagues are on that side of the pond, so I'm glad you're all there. I'm also pleased you're here for this show because you're here in multiple capacities. You're here as TMO's editor-in-chief, as always. You're obviously also the Media Plus official award season correspondent. Mm, yes, yes. And yes. let's cut to the chase. I need to confess that you were right about something on air. Oh we'll get- yeah! <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. No, Let me savor this moment. You don't need to make this. Doesn't no. need to be a thing. Well, it does. You just made it a thing, so now right. I need to enjoy it. I need to. Oh, sure. oh, oh. Okay, okay. You there? Uh, go now ahead. you're done. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. So no, I'm not done. Right. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. But first of all, let's talk awards season again, because okay. every time we think Apple has peaked in awards season. It does more stuff. More stuff who's, happens. Who's, who's thinking that Apple's been peaking now? Well, we kind of thought we were like, okay, award season's done now. It might sneak into some Emmys. But, you know, basically this Apple's done pretty well and award season is kind of wrapping up. Apple has hmm. done extraordinary well across all the Emmys. Um, it scored 35, that's three five, Primetime Emmy Awards nominations. That's fantastic. That's many. 20 of those 35 are for Ted Lasso. That is not surprising. (laughs) It is not surprising. (laughs) We're going to keep the Ted Lasso chat to a minimum if we can, because Mm -hmm. we're going to do, I think next next episode is going to have to be a Ted Lasso season two special. So you can look forward to that. The first episode is out on Friday. So we can all look forward to discussing that together on next week but so looking forward to that yeah it's going to be good and there'll be a review up as well on the mac observer on friday morning but so 35 in total primetime emmy nominations 20 of those are for ted lasso and they're like we're talking big serious categories here we've got like best actor for jason sudeikis four best supporting actor nominations for brett goldstein brendan hunt nick mohammed and jeremy swift uh, Gina Temple and Hannah Waddingham up for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. And there's all sorts of other technical ones as well. There's also, just if that was enough, there's primetime Emmy nominations for Mythic Quest, Central Park, Servant, the Billie Eilish documentary, Boy State, Mariah Carey's Christmas Special, Bruce Springsteen's Letter to You, The Year the Earth Changed, and Carpool Karaoke. Have, not... can, can I insert the question? Yeah. Have you seen Central Park? I have seen bits of Central Park, yes. I have found it very difficult to get into. It's not the one I would give up time most time to, I agree. And actually, uh, I think it's going to be relevant to our next topic as well, in terms okay, of that, musical which, and comedies. Which so, is interesting. Yes. Uh, but I'm very surprised that it got any kind of it. It seems nod. to have been given more credit than I would have given it credit for. I definitely agree with you on that. It's yeah, yeah. I I found it like, and I I'm for some reason I'm being polite. I have found it very difficult to get into. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. It's not one that I would dedicate time to. Whereas there are other Apple TV shows I really, really enjoy watching. 
And then on the daytime side, Apple won four uh, daytime Emmys this week. Hmm. I already won, not just the It's one. Those were announced over the weekend. That, that's one. Um, and so they were for Stillwater. Here we are, notes for Living on Planet Earth and Helpsters. Um, so three shows, one for awards. Exactly. Have you? I haven't. Okay, I, I have to confess, I haven't seen any of those shows. Well, we are not the. We are unsurprisingly not the target audience, Brian. Um, that you know, there we're are, talking. Oh, those are. Those are. They're all. They're all three children shows. They're children preschool shows, mm. and they were. They were kind of nominated in different. Ca- you know, children's categories and different things. But I think what's significant about that is Apple making an making inroads into children's TV, which is very yeah. important for getting families to sign up. Yeah. So sure. I think I think that is a significant thing. And just before we finish this section, here's a big number for you, Brian. I think will kind of underline the conversation we've had recent in other shows about Apple and award season. It has now in two years, it has won 121 awards and received 471 award nominations. That's that's impressive. It's and and. Yeah, and there could be more to come with the with the primetime Emmy awards coming. Sure, given that we've got those thirty five, I mean, I can definitely see Jason Sudeikis winning the best comedy actor award, for example. The the thirty five are included in the in the total number you just gave us for their nominations, right? Uh, I believe that is correct because there's ten Apple TV Plus shows in the prime times. There's a lot going on, but but. Any potential wins are not included in the obviously in the 121. Exactly, exactly, wins. exactly. So you know you could in theory be pushing 150 award wins in two years, but I don't think we'll get that far. Yeah. No, not I, least I because I, they won't Apple. win all. They, they certainly won't win one for Central Park. Right, but like I can see things <laughs> like, and obviously there's one category where four actors on one Apple TV Plus show are going against each other. Sure. So, I see. But I can definitely see things like a win for Jason Stakis. I can see a win for Juno Temple and Hannah Wad- or Hannah Waddingham. Again, they're going up against each other. Sure. So, you know, there's some pretty, it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, and that's not to kind of blow smoke. It's, um, it's like, it's notable because people sneered and I feel like that sneering has decreased. Um, here's another yeah. one you'll like actually from the Emmys. Okay. They've uh, some of the ad- Apple adverts are up for awards as well. Uh, ad- adverts for what? For so for the Jump advert for AirPods Pro. Ah, okay. And it. the it already does that advert for Apple Watch Series Six. They're both up for outstanding commercial. And I have to say, I love both those ads. I particularly love the it already does that ad. So, yeah. That is very interesting. I I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that normal people are going to care about an Emmy win for commercials. Not at all, no. But I suspect, and, and it's not going to sell Apple TV boxes, and it's not going to sell subscriptions to Apple TV Plus. No, but it's going to make Apple very pleased with its advertising agency. For, for sure, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's definitely like an industry insider, yeah, kind of award. Assuming they actually win. Yeah, and even if they don't, I suspect like ad agencies like to be recognized for these things, don't they? So. Uh, that there is no doubt of that. <laughs> so this uh, again, this, uh, the, the, this these daytime wins. Like I, I mean, I I don't 
personally pay much attention to the daytime Emmys. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply be, I don't know. Yeah, we're not the target or, audience in lots of different ways. Well, yeah, but I mean, like shows like Ellen. Yes. That I am, you know, you and I are both, uh, at least at least at one point, I was a target uh, 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 audience because the show has been around for a while. Yes. I might I might be outside of their age, their, their age uh, target group You're now. You're outside the demo now, bro. Yeah, I probably, yeah. But when it launched, I was certainly inside the demo, mm. uh, their target demo. So um, It's finishing, isn't it? What's that? I think she's finishing the show. She is finishing the show. But my point is that... I, I honestly, I don't. Do you know if children's content has been part of the daytime Emmys all along? So, I, from what I've read, this is the first time that every kind of children's animation, children's content show, this kind of thing has all been thrown into the uh, daytime Emmys. I believe that's I my understanding. So, I see. It's a it's an interesting entry point. Here's a question for you. Go on. Here's a really interesting question for on, me, Brian. at least. Will Apple at some point be like? Would they do a daytime uh, talk show? Well, it's a very good question because they're kind of getting into late night, bringing John Stewart over. It's yeah. not quite. It's not a traditional variety late night show. The, what they're doing, but it's moving in that direction. I don't see why they couldn't. Well, they certainly could. The question is, will they? Like, like how, how, like robust from you know start to finish does Apple really want its content? To so like, be? are you talking about a show, the kind of daytime show we were talking about, the Ellen talk show yeah. kind of vibe? Five days a week. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, like date, like like traditional daytime programming. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, so the reality is, of course, that people could watch it whenever they wanted to. Mm. But there's a reason why Ellen's show was formatted in the way that it was. It was aimed at, in part, uh, stay-at-home uh, parents, stay-at-home probably moms first, and then stay-at-home dads next. And uh, you know, work from home um, uh, uh, parents and 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 uh, uh, folks like that, and that kind of content does tend to be consumed during the day. So would you know, will Apple target that? Well, it's not averse to live broadcasting because it already runs live radio stations. Yeah, doesn't have to be live. Um, it and that doesn't have to be live, but it could be and certainly timed. Right. Um, you obviously has to be close to live if it's going to be kind of relevant in terms of news stories and topics and whatever. Um, I can see it happening. I don't think it'll be the first thing. I think a more likely thing is stuff with see how the John Stewart thing goes in terms Mm -hmm. of timely stuff. And as we discussed on last week's show, I think the move into live sport sport is the more likely next step. But yeah, we, I know you had see. the conversation with someone else, but uh, to me, uh, to to me, live sports could be key for Apple being yeah. uh, a big a big player in in TV content. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think people in various related industries are coming to that conclusion as well. Yeah. All right, I put it off for long enough. <laughs> 
Stop <laughs> laughing. Guys, no one can see, because this is obviously an audio podcast, no one can see Brian's maniacal laughing uh, at me. Yeah. Okay, no, Brian I'm just, Chaffin. I'm ready. Yes, Brian yes, Chaffin. yes, Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte Henry. You were correct. Oh, yeah, I was, was I? Yes. yes. I what, was deeply what? unconvinced. I was going to enjoy Schmigadoon, which is the latest. Ah, Schmigadoon, yes. Yes, yes. I We discussed it off air at different points when it was announced it was coming, when there was the release date was announced, all that kind of thing. We saw trailers. I was like, man, this is not going to be for me. I'm not a big musical person. This is just going to be a cringe fest. I'm not here for it. Brian was like, I'm very into this. This is going to be fun. It's going to be clever. I'm going to, it's going to be really enjoyable. I reviewed and? it uh-huh. and despite my best attempts, I really enjoyed it. And oh, Brian is correct. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. Now, okay. I, let's I talk appreciate, about it. Come on, let's break it down. What did you I think? I appreciate you acknowledging that, that I was correct on that, but I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. I, I, to me, there was no way with Keenan Michael Key and Cecily Strong being involved and uh, Krista yeah. Channel, Channelworth. Am I right, getting, we're going to come to her in a minute. I, it's but, like there there were too many fantastic people yeah. involved in this for, Alan for it not to be awesome, um, and and that was that was the source of honestly that was the source of yeah I mean why well, I thought it would be you great. are a hundred percent right so for those who haven't sat and watched it yet let's break it down okay. Schmigadoon is a musical comedy don't let that put you off stay with me because <laughs> it put me off and I was wrong it is about a couple who are having a bit of a rocky time in their relationship, pretty standard setup. As, as Brian says, they're played by uh, Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key. Both of them are brilliant. Yes. Um, and they go on a hike to kind of reconnect and get lost. And they end up in a town called Schmigadoon, which is basically lives in a 1940s musical. And to get out, the only way out is to leave across a bridge with your true love. But unfortunately, as we learned right away in episode one, walk, trying to walk across the bridge together does not get them out. They're so not true loves. What so we can only decipher from that that it is not true love. So they break up and are stuck in this town that is living in a 1940s musical. So as well as the aforementioned Cecily Strong, Keegan-Michael Key, there is Christine Chenoweth, who plays the wicked, boom, boom, Chris uh Vicar's <laughs> wife. You see what and, I did there? She is a she is a, a, a national treasure. She's exceptional. Um she yes, 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 yes. She obviously was in. Yeah, she's brilliant. And Wicked is one of the few musicals that I actually like. Ah, I see. Yes. So big love for her. Uh there's a nice bit of British representation in the form of Alan Cummings, who plays a camp closeted mayor, who he's is brilliant. He, he's just utterly brilliant as he's, he's in basically br- everything he's in. He is. He's brilliant in everything that he does. Yes. And he's just, it's so perfectly cast. And actually, I think that's the first thing I want to talk about is just how well cast it was. Yes. We've mentioned four actors already who are all like perfectly placed. And, there are others. Martin, you could pick most of them and it works. And Martin Short has a be- essentially a cameo yeah and uh i don't know if you're a big fan of martin short that's definitely more my age uh demo right. than yours uh, but martin short is also just brilliant i so said yep. you got you have five brilliant people there but the thing is is that like all of the people that to me may, maybe maybe there are um broadway aficionados who know 
many of the background people, but like all of the, all of the extras, they're all like these, I mean, they're great. They're talented. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're funny. And this show, like the thing about this show is that it is entirely, the, the setting is entirely self-aware of what the setting is. Right. Yes. Such it's totally knows what it's doing. It's not, like the cleverness comes in that it's totally self-deprecating. Yes. And but that self-deprecation is not it's not ham-fisted. Nope. It's not shoved in your face. The characters that are 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 are, you know, Cecily and uh, Keegan are both uh react like normal modern humans mm-hmm. would would react to the situation it well you know sort of i guess yeah, yeah i think they mean. do I, I i certainly can buy into what's happening most people would be confused to find themselves in a live action 1940s musical but they were confused yeah they were confused but, and doubtful yeah um no i thought there's a lot of it that's good what did you make of the songs I found, despite my best efforts, I find myself humming a couple of them in the, the sort of after watching. So one thing to know is that Apple launched this show with season with episode one and two, right? Yes. And which they don't often do. I, I think that uh, was they sometimes very... we sometimes get three. Oh. Oh sometimes yeah. Sometimes okay, yeah, big you're, shows you're right. they you're do. Totally right. Depends. You're totally right. You're totally right. And the um, regardless, it was certainly smart in this particular case. I, I actually thought that episode two was was better than episode one. Yeah, I agree. I, that's probably- um, I mean, mind you, episode one's very is still good. And it was certainly episode one necessary. kind of is the entry point. But episode yeah. two, you kind of you're into the whole thing. Yes. And uh, uh, several of the songs are fantastic. Now, one, one of the clever things they do is is. Uh, uh, they repurpose songs in more than one instance because it turns out that writing and producing songs is a very expensive business. Well, and also, again, that's a very sort of, there's a knowing wink with that as well, isn't there? Kind of jokes about doing a reprise. Yes. As, you know, it's all very knowingly done. Yes. Very self-aware. Yes. Very self-aware. So your question was, what did I think of the songs? And I enjoyed the songs. I, I do like musicals. I'm a big fan of musicals. Uh, I may be much more of a musical fan than you are. Uh, that's entirely possible based on some of the things that you said. Uh, but I thought that these songs were were good. I thought that the uh, song that that dominated the second half of the uh, uh, second episode was particularly good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very clever. Was particularly hummable and, and I, I was I was definitely singing it for the rest of the day yep agreed my only real criticism of it is I wonder if it should have been a 80 to 100 minute feature we won't know that until we've that's until we've true I, I have in the same way that I have faith that if apple does a car it will make sense right right I, the, if sure, the car let's go the market, with that tangent it, all right in in the same way that i have that particular faith i have faith in this cast 
uh, the people that are involved in it, I don't know much about the production people. They they could be amazing too, like the you know the, the writer. Yeah, I the, think it's all pretty high caliber, musical it, experienced people. It does seem to be the case. So, um, but with what I've seen so far and what I know of the, uh, in particular those those four people, five if you count Mount Martin Short, that the fact that they decided to do this as a season long series probably means that it's going to be worse. yeah i mean it is only six episodes so it's about three hours in total the whole thing yeah which again yeah, each episode's a half an hour we should yeah about that yeah and so it, you can see how that could with not many adjustments be a full length say broadway show you could do a two and a half hour or whatever two hour broadway show and, and i do wonder if we're gonna feel I think what I really enjoyed about watching two episodes together was how yeah. it all flowed. It was like, it's so bingeable. It is very show. bingeable. Yeah. And I, I wonder if they, if they wonder, I wonder if by breaking it up week by week, we'll lose some of that. I might be wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. Cause I have enjoyed, I like, I found it really fun to watch. So I sure. hope I am wrong, but I do wonder if that might be the weakness. Like, I fear that we could get to a point in like episodes three or four where it feels a bit weak before a strong finish again, for example. Oh, guys, you're so cynical. What, where yes. is the cynicism coming from? Hi. We've known each other for a number of years now, Brian. Yeah, I know. I, and I'm willfully optimistic. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I reject your cynicism. Okay, good. I'm, com uh, I, I'm confident that this is going to be that it's going to be fantastic. I'm encouraged by the fact that it is six episodes, not eight, because I think that would have been too much to sustain. That's I can possible. definitely see how it works over three hours. Okay. So, how about this? If they had on. made it up eight episodes, yes, I'm confident that those eight episodes would have been good. I think that might have been stretching it. It could have well, been, but it might have been stretching it. Okay. Here's my next curveball. Okay. And obviously, as soon as I record it, we're going to get a confirmation of this because that's just how life works. Yeah. And again, bear in mind, you and I have only seen the first two episodes like everyone else. Is there a path to continuing a show like this for a second season? Mm. Um, if, the <laughs> if they continue it, they will have found that path. My guess is that it's already planned. Or not. It's either, you know, this is either planned as a single, as a miniseries, or it is, they, they have a path to, to a season two and a season three. For instance, it could be uh, other actors that come in. That's conceivable. Mm, more people in Find the Town. Right. Or it could be that uh, they run into, you know, some kind of, uh, 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 I've got, you can't really see it, but I've got a, uh, a whiteboard and in the middle of the whiteboard is circled. Something goes wrong. It's like, yes. Right. So I can see either something goes wrong or the alternative is that the season finale of season one is that they find out that they really like it. And, and that now that would, I, you're not, okay, you're not I, buying that one. Ooh. That's, that's where I would end up having some cynicism. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean the, the, the friction of the townspeople who who are a cross between not knowing they're in a musical and fully embracing living in a musical as reality. 
with yes. the friction between them and the people who are coming from the outside who are, you know, like part like, oh, that's yeah, that's nice. That that friction is a big part of why why this format works in the first place. Yeah. It's an interesting one that because part of the premise as we understand it at this point is that the characters in Schmigadoon, apart from uh, the main couple, do not realize they're in a musical. They don't realize there's anything weird about what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I got the impression they don't even realize they're breaking out into song. Sometimes, okay, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I did have that impression at one point, but at other points, I did not have that impression. Mm. So I don't know if that's an inconsistency or if we just simply haven't gotten the full story yet. Yeah. Uh, in addition, uh, there is the um, oh, I had a I had the, like the best point ever. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> that's how good it was. Yeah, that's how good it was. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say this is one I, I'll be sticky with. I think they've timed it right. I think it works as short, punchy episodes. I'll be. Yep. I hope they get it through. I think it could have worked as a two-hour, you know, or ninety-minute, whatever feature. I hope they it sustains. I hope there isn't that dip in the middle. Um, it's cynic. No, I hope that I hope it doesn't happen. But so, I cannot. I can see that is possible. I think, uh, and we'll have to see how it goes. But um, it's it's really enjoyable, and I characterised it in my review as a musical for people that don't necessarily like musicals as I say I couldn't probably name the musicals I really really like on maybe one hand certainly two and you know that's fine and I still really enjoyed this show I I think one of the things they do really well is they don't overdo the songs as well um yeah that's true and because there is dialogue there's a lot of dialogue that's this that's squished in with the show. Right, and it's substantial dialogue as well. It's not that the bit I don't tend to like about musicals is the silly singing instead of talking or talking in a singing tone kind of thing. That doesn't do much for me. But they basically entirely avoid that or have done so far. And the actual spoken dialogue is very witty, is generally pretty witty and clever. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it is. And I have a theory for you. Cool. What if everyone that lives in Schmigadoon yeah, came from the real world? Well, this is what I'm saying, though. I think they could end up sitting there, leaving there. This is what but, I'm saying. But essentially joining as a background cast. Uh, That's what I mean. I mean, like, like in other words, in yeah, other words, it's like... It doesn't this, continue this, telling their story. It's this horrible play, which, of course, would not be the case with these with these two actors. Mm. Right. I mean, these two actors are not going to become background dancers and singers or even background characters. I don't know. Um, but uh, but like, what if what if this is actually kind of a horror tale? Oh goodness, we're going full like Inceptional, whatever. Now it's going to be layers upon layers. <laughs> or you know, like like every everyone that's sitting there smiling and singing inside is actually screaming and crying. Well, I, I definitely think we are going to get a bit of that. Oh, uh, maybe. I, I look forward to seeing it. We see hints of it we with have... the vicar and the Christian Chenoweth character and the mayor, and those like bits of this is yeah, not but the, all but, the, but they're all but they're all characters. They're all they're all, they're all playing. Yeah. They're all the, those characters are playing well trod roles within yep. the musical yep, yep, genre. Yep. For sure. 
So, but, but like, like, yeah, anyway, I, I am, I am, I'm confident that I am not right about this idea Okay, that it's going to be some sort of like actual horror story, no. but that would be interesting. I, I don't think it will be that. I think either the last scene is we're going to see the, the couple deciding that they really are each other's true love and dancing over the bridge together, or they're going to stay or something. I, I would say your final theory is the least likely one. But anyway, I do, as I say, I do recommend this for people. Even if you look at the premise and you're like, this is so uh, not me. Because I, I thought I was really not going to enjoy it. And it's so well done that thus far I have really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad you gave it a chance. Yeah. Um, and so I think it is well worth checking into. I guess I'll have to listen to Brian's TV recommendations more in future. <sighs> thank you for joining me, Brian. Uh, thank you for having me for my victory lap, Charlotte. I appreciate it. And you. Where else can people keep up with you? Uh, I am the editor-in-chief over at the Mac Observer. You can find me not tweeting very often at TMO Brian. That's Brian with a Y. And uh, I have a somewhat neglected blog at geektells.com. That's T-E-L-L-S. And, of course, Brian presents the Mac Observer's Apple Context Machine ACM podcast. Oh, yeah, so, that that. so go check that out. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on the Twitter. I'm at themacobserver.com. So come say hi there. Thank you for listening to the show. Please do subscribe and share it with friends and family who you think might enjoy it. But until then... I'm off to hum along to some musical numbers. Mm-hmm.